We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Home and home. Is Patrick Mahomes clearly the quarterback that you would want to have more than any other over the next 10 years? We'll get into that and more Ross Tucker. Here on Home and Home, brought to you by ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. Ross Tucker and Aaron Hawksworth today filling in for Daybreaks. By the way, Aaron, wouldn't you think, since we've been doing the show for six months, that I would know that ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire? ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. <laughs> but no, I still need to read it. I still need to read it. What's up? It's so good to finally meet you. Yeah, likewise. Thank you very much for coming in. Yeah. Appreciate it. This studio, by the way, the Intercom headquarters here, I feel like it's a mixture of Miami and Vegas. It's incredible inside here. Coolest office I've ever seen. Yeah, well, and this is actually my first time ever doing a show in here with a co-host. So this is, this is a new thing for me. But you're right. I like the lights. I like the TVs. I like that we're here. It's Super Bowl Friday. It is. And there's a lot to talk about, of course. But I think first, we need to learn a little bit more, Aaron, about you. Uh, who are you? Why are you here? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you just putting me on front street with that. Well, it's so nice to be here and meet you. Um, I have been in the media business for about 15 years now. Currently, I have a Redskins podcast with The Athletic with D'Angelo Hall, rough season to start that I must say um, kind of we were kind of regretting that midway through like maybe we should have waited for this one but um you know Ron Rivera is there now maybe they'll turn things around and then I've been also working for the Ravens doing a show with them called Ravens Report um, won an Emmy with them last season love working with that crew um, this is my third season working wait with wait, them. wait 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 you won an Emmy yeah like a real Emmy I did it was like a real trophy and everything I've been doing this for 15 years. I don't even think I've been nominated for an Emmy. How'd you get an Emmy? I don't know. I give credit to the Ravens. I just showed up, hosted the show, but I'm very grateful I had that opportunity. All I ever do is when, like, I have, say, something that I think is good or, like, have a good segment, I'm like, submit that one. <laughs> that's the one. Put that in. That's, that's the Emmy. I've never actually met somebody that, like, has an Emmy. And you have it at your house and everything? Yep, I do. That is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Like, I don't understand. There's an Emmy for what? It was for hosting a show called Ravens Report. I, I don't, I guess there, there's probably a strategy when it comes to those submissions because I've submitted on my own before and I never won. So it took me a while. Dude, I would have a t-shirt that says I won an Emmy and I would wear that every day. It just sounds <laughs> awesome, right? It sounds amazing. Um, I, I decided I'm going to kind of hijack the show. I have a lot of questions personal questions I need your help with. Are you okay personal. with that? I mean, I feel like I don't have a choice. It's yeah, you kind of don't. You kind of don't. You're, uh, I got you now. No, <laughs> we'll get into In all sincerity, I, I do want to get into the Super Bowl, obviously. And what I think is an interesting question is everybody's talking about Patrick Mahomes this week, and rightfully so. Right. Is he clearly, though, the quarterback that you would want for the next five to ten years? That's going to be our poll question at RDC Home and Home. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL at Aaron Hawksworth. Right. Correct? So you guys can chime in on that. We will retweet that when we get a chance. But first, I have a dilemma I need your help with. So this is the first time, Aaron, in maybe four or five years that I'm not actually at the Super Bowl. Okay. Okay, so I'm back home. And so my options for Sunday, my wife and family and me, are invited to going to a Super Bowl party at my buddy's house. Okay. So it's probably like, I don't know, 30 families. And so the husbands and wives are on the first floor. All the kids go in the basement, which, by the way, is like chaos. I mean, picture 30 kids. Everybody's got that 30, sounds fun for the kids. Families. Everybody's got at least two kids. There's like 60 kids downstairs watching. Like No Pokemon. supervision. No, it's crazy. All right. But, you know, this is what I do for a living, right? So yeah. I'm, I kind of watch the game seriously. 
And so I have mixed emotions. On the one hand, I travel all season. So it's like if there's anything I can do with my family, I kind of want to do that. Right? Yeah. I kind of want to be with my family and experience that. On the other hand, I don't really feel like making small talk while I'm watching the freaking Super Bowl. It is the last game of the year. It's the most important game of the year. So I, I feel like my options are don't go at all, go and stay for the whole thing, or what I'm kind of leaning towards right now is going for the first half, drinking and eating my face off, and then leaving at halftime because I don't really care that much about the halftime show. Going back and then during the second half, be able to take my notes and focus in. Because if you ever notice, like... But if you have too much to drink, that could, like, ruin the second half flow. Well, I wouldn't have that much because I have to drive (laughs) home from the party to my house, but I would have enough. I I actually have a breathalyzer in my car. Okay, good. So you're a pro. You're a veteran of this. I have a breathalyzer. My, My wife got me a breathalyzer for Christmas last year. It's the greatest thing ever. Because... I know exactly how much I yeah. can drink and still be able I to I need drive. to do that. Yeah, Is we, it accurate? I would be pissed if it was. Well, it, I, I <laughs> Like, don't oops, think, I overshot the mark a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty accurate, but it's amazing. Like, my wife, it's fun. Like, we'll go out to dinner, and I'll have three IPAs, and she'll have two glasses of wine, right? And I'll be .03, which is like nothing, mm-hmm. right? You're not even halfway to the legal right. limit. My wife will have two glasses of wine. She's like .12. <laughs> You know, she's not like my size, obviously, but um, it, it's very interesting yeah. to see the impact it has on us. So anyway, so that's what I'm leaning towards right now. Because if you think about it, nobody really talks about any plays from the first half the next day. Yeah. You ever that? That is very true. Well, so I have the same dilemma, and I'm so glad you brought this up because okay. maybe it's a common issue. <laughs> this is the first time that I actually have the day off on Super Bowl. I'm usually in studio, working. I never get to attend parties. I certainly don't go to bars and all of that. Yeah. I have to be sober for the whole thing, so I'm not doing any fun games and all of that. Right. I was thinking the same thing. My friends are like, what are you going to do? I kind of get annoyed by drunk people when I'm watching games that I like paying attention to. And I'm the same way as you when it comes to like, if they know you're in the business, they want to talk to you more and you just want to pay attention. Right. And it kind of like takes away from the vibe of like what you're trying to do, especially when you have to talk about it the next day. I have the same, I might be like a recluse and just stay home and (laughs) sit in my basement and watch it by myself. Well, I think you should be with your family. Well, I mean, at most, I'm going to go for the first half, I think. Yeah. I, I can't. And here's the thing, too. I like that strategy. Like, do you think I have the right to more or less dictate my terms when I get to this house? Like, it's not my house. Mm. It's my buddy Gary's house. He's a dentist. And that it's might rub house. people the wrong way. I know. I know. But they all know <laughs> what I do. But you don't do. care. But they all know what I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they know so that I'm like a broadcaster. It's like you need just a sign on your forehead, like... Just leave me alone, Right, please. like, like <laughs> I, do I have the right to walk in and be like, uh, hey, Lawrence, love you, dude, but, like, I'm going to sit there. So it's funny you say that. My dad and my uncles, when it came, growing up, when it came to games like this, when, as a kid, when we would walk in the room, they'd be like, quiet room, <laughs> and, like, no one could talk, and it was just like everyone needed to be growing quiet. Growing up in Vancouver. Fo- Vancouver, okay, yes. Okay, football or this, like, ice hockey? I'm talking about Super Bowl. So they they were into it. Yeah. Well, I did have an uncle who played in the NFL through marriage. Yeah. Who's that? Isaiah Robertson. He played for the Rams and the Bills. I've heard the name. And he just died in a car accident last year. Oh, I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. Yeah. What um, like how big is the Super Bowl in Vancouver? It's big. It really is. Pe- people were saying because I saw um, recently they were talking about expanding the NFL to Toronto. I've gone to a game there before when they when they played. Yeah. And it's just like jerseys from all over the league. It's yeah. a little bit of an awkward scene. Um, but I don't think – I think I'd, I'd make the argument that NFL would be very successful there, even though they have the CFL, just like the XFL and some of these other leagues are still popular. I don't think it's going to compete with the CFL at all. They're very loyal fans there. Yeah, it's interesting because it seems to me like if you look at the Super Bowl or you look at because I played in Buffalo for a few okay. years. And they didn't have a whole lot of success in Toronto. Like, it wasn't, 
Like the London games, but I know have a lot of people success. in Toronto who are Bills fans. Now there's, it's kind of like a melting pot, so there's fans right. all over. DC is kind of a similar market like that, where you'll have more opposing fans right. at the home stadium, um, just because there's people from all over there. But I just think it would, it would really be successful. Um, having been, I worked at Sportsnet there, which is their sports network yeah, yeah, yeah. in Canada, and I did a lot of NFL. Um, highlights and shows there for them and it, it's just as popular there what made you come down to the united states my parents moved here when i was younger and we kind of moved back and forth so i just i went to arizona state so oh i always kind of felt are you <laughs> not kidding quite me princeton so no 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 no, no no but like th there's already so many attractive girls <laughs> at arizona state they don't need to be importing them from canada like that is unbelievable like like why would you go there? Oh my gosh, that's so funny you said that. One of my girlfriends that I met there, she was living in D.C. recently. She just moved back to Arizona. She's like, in Virginia, I was like a 10. I moved back to Arizona, now I'm like a 5. You know what's so funny that you say that, okay? <laughs> it's so funny you say because that is legitimately the way it is at Princeton. Like at Princeton, uh, there's just a, not that many overly attractive girls. There's probably like five in each class, and all the dudes are going after the same five girls, and I just oh. didn't have the so time. So if for you're that. a girl and you're a ten, go to Princeton then, because well, no, no it yeah, could if, work if, out very no, well for you. If you're a girl and you're a five, go to Princeton <laughs> because I'm just telling you just right a now, game. I, I legitimately um, dated uh, girls that were fives that like. High school or post college, never no. would have even considered, but <laughs> it's supply and demand. I, I mean, oh my gosh, this is hilarious. Yeah, it's like you gotta, it, it's supply and demand. So, um, yeah, I. There was a lot of supply at ASU. Well, what's funny, what's funny, exactly, but what's funny about it is so then after college, you know, most people from Princeton go to like New York and they do finance, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's a real wake-up call for both the men and the women because the women go out and they're not really getting the attention that they got in college because in New York City, there's a whole lot of seven, eights, nine. You gotta tens. lock those dudes down in college. You do, you do. It might not ever get you better do. for Plus you. Plus for guys, <laughs> then you go out and you're like, oh my gosh, this is a whole new world. And then as we say, <laughs> As we say, you know, especially when you're fresh out of college, one of the first questions you ask is like, where do you go to college, right? And girls like it when you, most of them, when you say you went to Princeton. So we call it the P-bomb, you know, dropping the P-bomb. So it's just a much different, much better experience for guys after college. And it's the opposite. My sister went to Delaware and it's the opposite. Like uh, at Delaware, it's kind of like Arizona State where there's a lot of attractive women. And so the guys, like, they do very well in college. But then my sister said after college, they'll go and like, they'll be wearing like their uh, fraternity hat, you know, backwards. And they're like, yeah. and nobody wants, like nobody's into it. Nobody cares. Whereas in college, like that was all they needed. It was like the fraternity hat backwards. Right. And like, they were money, not, no. not the way. No, not a good look. Um, so, okay, here's the next question I got for you. All right. When I just met you for the first time, okay, so I, come, I have a sister and my mom, obviously. We are very much like a loving, hugging, affectionate family, okay? So I'll give you an example. When I met my wife's mom for the first time, my wife did not grow up that way. My wife did not grow up um, showing affection as much as my family. Like did. some people hate hugs. Right. When I'm a hugger, so I got. You're a hugger. Yeah. Okay, so I'm a, I'm a big time hugger. Okay. So did we hug? No. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that. We did not hug. I, I, I'm gonna get to that because <laughs> you that, gotta that, hug it out. No, after no, that, the show. that, but that, that's where I'm going with this. Okay. okay? So the first time I meet my mother-in-law, I'm in middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. My wife. We'd only been on two. I only seen my wife two times at that point. Mm. Right. Already introducing to the parents. We were out of college, and that's where <laughs> that, she was. It oh. was summer after senior year of college, 
She was at her house. Okay. I had met her at her college once. She'd come down to Ashburn, Virginia once. And so I was going to see her at her house and her parents lived there, got right? It, got it, it. was before she started her job in New York. Okay. So she said to her mom, hey, mom, I, I just want to let you know, like, he's going to hug you. Like, he's going to hug you. And her mom was like, oh, okay. Now, thanks for letting me know. Because that's just how I am. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, hey, I've heard so much about you. Nice to meet you. Giving her a hug, right? And when I get excited, I want to hug someone. I worked with a producer, and she hated hugs. And sometimes it's just a natural instinct. And I'd go to hug and be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, okay. I know you hate hugs. All right. She's, like, cringing inside. And I'm. And for me, I just want to, like, if you're fired up about something, give someone a hug, you okay, know? Okay, likewise. So, <laughs> when we came here, but I have had, I won't even say the networks, but recently, with everything that's happened in society, uh, one of the entities I work for mm -hmm. had an entire seminar. And they made it clear that you, you should not hug um, <laughs> a female or anybody for that matter. Perhaps we both need therapy for a lack of boundaries. No, no, they, 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 they made it very clear, Aaron. Seriously, they're like, so when I just came down into the green room and met you for the first time, even though I never met you before, my instinct, which I think is okay, was to be like, Aaron, so great to meet you. How are you? And then I thought, I never met her before. I remember what the one big network said not to do. So you and I are both like this. Like, like the awkward. No, your, your hands came like this. My hands came like this. And then I went, boom, like <laughs> yeah. that. And we, we shook hands. I was not like, it, and that goes against every instinct I have. Yeah. But that's like the professional, I'm in a workplace environment thing to do. So I wanted your feedback on whether or not it would have been okay to hug you and or should I be able to hug you? Like, what are the rules here? Totally. And I think it's almost awkward if you're like, is it okay if I hug you? And then it just makes the whole thing. No, you situation. can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> then you're just like, a, because what are they going to say? I, no? I, I'm cool with just go in for the hug, be you, don't second guess yourself. And then if the person that you find out later they're not into that, then you just lay off on the hugging. Right, right? but what if I get reported to the intercom <laughs> overlords like Mitch Rosen True. and Mike D? A simple hug probably isn't worth your career. No, what if, what if I get a demerit like uh, you've been reported for an inappropriate hug at 8.04 a.m. on Friday, January 31st? You hugged Erin Hawksworth. She was not prepared, ready, or willing anymore, and your contract will be exterminated. Yeah, that's a good call. I guess you just got to do the awkward handshake. Yeah. But sometimes people feel like you're being too professional when you do the handshake, when it's like you're vibing well, you've had a great conversation, then it's like, it was so nice to meet you. It's just kind of weird. Like, why don't you just give them a hug if that's what you're I feel feeling like we in need, the moment? I feel like we need society-wide rules and someone needs to publish them now so that we all know what we're you know we what need like, a poll on this yes that's a good poll question joey poll question when you meet someone for the first time is it okay in a workplace environment is it okay to hug them yes or no i that's, like that that's a poll question yeah okay our other poll question is going to be whether or not patrick mahomes the Chiefs quarterback, you've probably heard of him. By the way, if you're watching or listening to the show and you haven't heard of Patrick Mahomes, we give us a call. I don't even know if we have a call-in number, <laughs> but we got to talk because that's amazing. Tweet like, us. Like, you're listening to this show or watching this. The only way, if you haven't heard of Patrick Mahomes, you live in Canada and you're Aaron's family. <laughs> or and hashtag you're not into, hug. Yes, <laughs> Maybe that's something. how you found us. Okay, so here are the options, and I'm, I want to get your pick. Okay. Patrick Mahomes. Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, or other? Who, which quarterback would you want for your team? Do you have a team, by the way? I know you work I for the Ravens, my, Redskins. My family, they're How can all you work about the Ravens, Redskins, by the way? They, that, that's like competing teams. They don't like each other. They don't. I think I might be the only reporter. So even reporters like, how'd you pull this off? I'm like, I don't know. Like, don't talk about it. Yeah. I want to just keep it going. Right, I won't talk about it anymore. <laughs> um, who would, who would, oh, see. My family's Raiders fans. I, I've lived so many places that I've just. Why'd you move so much? The broadcasting business. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I've been all over. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I was kind of like that in my 20s, five teams in seven years. Exactly. It's very I didn't similar. really know any different, and I looked at it like a, kind of a cool 
temp job in my 20s. It you know? is, and you have friends all over the country now. Um, it, it's a good learning experience, too, just to immerse yourself in a new city. I mean, I lived in Boston. Uh, I lived in Dallas, uh, Toronto, um, D.C. for the last four years. I, I lived in Seattle, so I did cover the Seahawks. Um, so I've been all over. What's your favorite? My favorite? Out of those. I don't have a favorite. Oh, okay. get her out of Aaron, you got to pick one. Right now, if you could only live in, okay, not a favorite, but if you could pick, you have the same job no matter which of those cities. You're making a good salary, same job in any of those cities for the next 10 years, which one would you pick? Well, the first thing that came to my mind, and I lived there as a kid, but my family's there now, is Cal Southern California. Just because I'm okay. a family person, and I love D.C. Again, why are we sending more attractive women to Southern <laughs> California? Right? Like, then I'll be are, like a two out there. Maybe I should stay <laughs> Not at all. No. Okay, Southern <laughs> California. Take my friends is that where advice. your family lives now? They do. My brothers are there. My youngest brother just took a coaching job at University of Santa Barbara. I come from a crazy baseball family. Oh. So I have two younger brothers. One um, played professional for the Cardinals and the Dodgers. Uh, he was a scout and agent for Scott Boris. Now he's coaching at Grand Valley State and like flying back and forth because he wanted to get back into coaching. Okay. He was a coach at Cal State Fullerton when they went to the College World Series. So he was a pitching coach. Then he went back to work with Scott Boris and he ended up deciding he misses coaching. So he's trying to work on that and then my younger brother is a coach and then my parents are about to move out there so I'm like now I got the pressure but I love being close to my family so that would be the one thing just for family reasons but I love DC I've been there it's the longest I've been anywhere besides uh, Vancouver and Seattle and it feels like home for me out there now. oh that's cool being near family is never the wrong answer that's never a problem because it just tears on your heartstrings being all the way on the east coast I'm the only one in my family that's that that would be rough yeah uh, you know we live in Pennsylvania because we're a little less than an hour from my mom who's in Reading and her parents who are an hour north in like the coal region of Pennsylvania it's really nice it's real like I'm not like trying to rub it No, in I now, know, but, but you, like, you don't realize it until you go home for the holidays or certain things. You're like, man, we could be doing this every weekend or more often. Maybe yeah. not every weekend. But. No, no, no. <laughs> it's nice, too, because it's nice to get um, like built-in babysitting, built-in yeah. a lot. So yeah. it's nice. All right, so your initial instinct. We'll talk about it more, but your initial instinct on which quarterback you would want for the next 10 years. Patrick Mahomes. I think he's such a great ambassador for the game. You talked about if he could be the quarterback of your favorite franchise for the next five to ten years. Just everything that he represents, he's such a good guy. Obviously, I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. He can beat you with his arm. He can do it with his legs. Um, coming from a mixed-race family, I think, also transcends to so many different people. Um, how can you – I mean – I don't know if I'd trust someone that doesn't like Patrick Mahomes. No, he, he's, he's awesome. And I don't, I don't think, I don't think that he's a wrong answer, yeah. right? I, I actually still go Russell Wilson, Okay. believe it or not. I think, well, first of all, Russell Wilson's never missed a game. You know what I mean? Like, that's it's huge. Uh, I love the way he carries himself. And I'd kind of like to see Russell Wilson with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and all the speed and Andy Reid. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure Russell Wilson – couldn't be doing what Mahomes is doing, and maybe even more, if he were in Kansas City. Why? Because he has more experience? Uh, or what makes I you just say th that? I just think he's that good, and that he has never been in an environment which is as conducive to passing success okay. as Kansas City. Whereas I'd be curious to see how Mahomes would do When in he doesn't Seattle. have so much help around him. Yeah. Now look, like, we're splitting hairs here, okay? And I just think Russell Wilson... Mm -hmm. um, the guy's never missed a game. I'll give you, I'll give you an example, okay? Uh, when Russell Wilson was a rookie, I was the moderator at the NFL's Rookie Symposium. Mm -hmm. So they have a Rookie Symposium every year. They have a bunch of panels. I moderate the panels, right? So I'm, I'm doing that. Like two years later, I'm calling a Seahawks game. And I'm walking off the field pregame warm-ups. And somebody taps me on the shoulder. And I turn around, and it's Russell Wilson. And I don't even go up to guys like that during pregame warm-up because, like, I don't want to bother them, right, right? Right, And he's like, hey, Ross, what's up, man? I'm like, hey, Russell, I'm, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Like, shake his hand. 
He's like, just want to say hi. Everything going good? I'm like, yeah, man, have a great game. He's like, all right, see ya. Like, it's a tiny little thing. Yeah. But it's crazy impressive, right? That, is. that he remembered my name and that he went out of his way. Got out of his pregame to, flow to come say what's up. Yes. Um, crazy. Absolutely crazy. Very, very impressive. Well, do you think there's sort of a changing of the guard right now? Kind of like you're passing the baton from Tom Brady to um, Patrick Mahomes? It certainly feels like that. Or is, I mean, it's too early to say, but it really does feel like that, don't you think? Uh, it could be. I mean, we're about, we're about to see whether or not that's the case. I'm glad you brought up Tom Brady, by the way, because I wish I had Tom Brady's power when it comes to social media. The dude literally posted a picture of him either walking into a stadium or out of a stadium, and everybody went berserk about it. We are going to talk about the possible explanations or interpretations of that post by Tom Brady when we come back. But first, have I told you lately about Cafe El Toro COO Dylan Miskowitz, who experienced how challenging hiring can be after unsuccessfully searching for a director of coffee for his organic coffee company? But then he switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference. You can too by signing up for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. And its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates faster. In fact, after posting his job to ZipRecruiter, Dylan said he was amazed by how quickly great candidates were applying and found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ziprecruiter.com slash enter. That's ziprecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. We are back, home and home, a radio.com sports original. Ross Tucker, joined by Aaron Hawksworth today in studio, our palatial studio. I would tell you the exact address, but when I leave, I don't want all the paparazzi and everything. It's somewhere in the lovely city of brotherly love, Philadelphia. This studio is really awesome, although... I got a text, Aaron, oh. from uh, my buddy, Dominic Gallo, who's watching. He said, the vibe on your show is funny. It looks like a dating show with the dark purple cityscape backdrop. Looks like a prom picture scene in the background. So, Well, your regular listeners and followers might be a little thrown off. I mean, it's a little bit different from what you normally Yes, <laughs> yes, there's no question. So speaking of pictures, it's not a prom picture. But Tom Brady posted a picture on social media last night, and it was just him. And honestly, Aaron, I looked at it really closely. I'm not sure you can 100% tell if he's walking in or out of the stadium. It's clearly Gillette Stadium. There's no words. And social media, like I learned a lesson there. Social media went crazy mm -hmm. talking about what exactly the meaning of it was. Adam Schefter tweeted like an hour later or so that it's not really a – had nothing to do with football. That's what he said. I don't know if people believe that or it's not. It's Super Bowl week. Tom Brady is not that stupid. This was calculated. What? So, t so tell me your theories or possible theories. Okay, so it is tough to tell. Like the one leg that's kind of bent – I mean, I've been looking at this and analyzing this. Yeah, you texted this. me like his one knee. I didn't notice anything. His one leg, it looks like he's walking away. The way it's – but I don't know. Did they Photoshop? Well, hold, hold, hold on a second. But walking away towards the stadium. Is that what you're saying? Or walking away towards us? Away from the stadium. Oh, towards, towards yeah. you. As in possibly retiring or going to another team. Or – you too can have this fantastic shoes at Uggs. Or I, exactly. Or I think he could be just playing with all of us, and he'll be back with the Patriots again. Of course, Tom Brady. Where will he land? An unrestricted free agent for the first time. It's March 18th, right? 
one of the comments was hilarious. He's like, bro, like, it's not even April yet. Why are you posting this picture? It's uh, it kind of weird. that I mean, he doesn't do anything that's not calculated. Like, he exactly. knows how big of a deal he is. He knows the deal. So when he posts that, he's doing it for a reason. And again, it could be an ad. It kind of rubs me the wrong way, though, that he kind of tried to steal some shine at Super Bowl week. Interesting. Like, why are you doing this now? So okay. You had to just, are you upset that you're not in the Super Bowl? You just had to insert yourself into this conversation somehow? Aaron, let me, uh, let me explain something to you, okay? I play with Tom Brady. No one is allowed to say anything bad about him. Oh, we're not going to get along well on this show. You don't like Tom Brady? <laughs> I don't hate him. I don't. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't hate him. That's basically like saying I pretty much hate I'm him. I'm sick of him. I'm sick of him. Did, did you have bad experience with him? No. No, not at all. Actually, he was really cool to me the, the time I met him. I don't have any problems with him. Just as a fan, I'm excited that he's not the Patriots and not in the Super Bowl right now. Okay, I think that's fair. I, I, I actually would love to see him go to L.A. I think that would be a really cool situation with the Chargers. Um, I think Tom and Giselle, uh, the brand, the TB12 brand, I think that suits him in L.A. I think I, I'm ready for something different. You know what? I, I'm kind of with you. Uh, it's I, nothing personal with Tom. I'm just sorry to interrupt, no. but I just – I'm just so sick of seeing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Well, a lot of people feel that way. <laughs> and it's interesting because because I played there in 05 and 06, I like when the Patriots and Brady win the Super Bowl because it makes the fact that we were teammates and I snapped them the ball, like it makes me like a like, tiny yeah. bit a tiny bit cooler, right? You feel like, like you a tiny get bit a cooler. Ring too. This is a legitimate story, okay? <laughs> when I got signed by the Patriots, it was like midway through the 2005 season. And my sister called me that night. Mm -hmm. Gosh, this is like, we've been doing this show for like five months. This is the most I've ever mentioned my sister. <laughs> this is crazy. So anyway, so my sister calls me that night. She said, Ross, did you meet Tom Brady? I said, yeah, Bryn, like I'm kind of on the team. You know what I mean? Like, like I, had to interact I, 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 I was snapping to him. She said, what, 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 what does that mean? What does that mean, snapping to him? I'm like, you know, I'm a guard center. I was snapping the football to him. His, she said, so his hands were in your – I said, yeah. She said, I've never wanted to switch place with you so bad in our oh whole life. Oh, my gosh. She went there. Wow. She went your there. Your sister's the real MVP for that one. Yes, she, my sister does not mess was around. Was that awkward of being the brother? You're like, you know, I really – No, we just laughed. She, she, I mean, she's married with – kids I'm uh, just like kidding. but we, we just laughed about it but I can see uh how she would feel that way so okay but I want to go back to something okay. you said you don't hate him that is more that is more than just you're sick of the Patriots winning that is like there's something else there is he too perfect for you is he too pretty maybe maybe that might be it. I think that's fair. Like my, we, we might get into this later, a little hint here. But my wife, I don't know how to quite take this. My wife does not like, like um, guys like Brady or Jimmy Garoppolo. She says she doesn't find them as attractive as supposedly she finds me because she says they're too perfect. Mm. They're like, too pretty like that's too, interesting Maybe right that but, is but i'm always like how am i supposed to take that you know what i mean like you like me because i'm not as good looking or as attractive as those guys well, like did you marry up is that what this no is? but i'm like i'm like what like what 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 the heck does that mean what, what does that mean that you does she think she's a 10 and you're like a seven or a six like... i no i i guess she just um <laughs> just... you know i think i think she likes like a uh, a man's you know, man yes well i i recently saw a poll like where women prefer like dad bods maybe it's something along okay, those okay, lines okay, okay okay i think we're on to something okay, here she, okay now this is my wife's truly unique here okay she doesn't i wouldn't say she likes dad bods but she thinks like rippled abs she thinks that that's like gross she doesn't like that and she, you know, when we I met. I don't discriminate either way. Okay. So when we met, though, <laughs> I was 310 pounds, right? She likes big guys, and she'll get critical of me 
if I lose too much weight. Aww. She'll be like, what is that? What is that? I can feel your ribs. She I can feel your bone. Him. I'm like, babe, I'm 253 pounds. You know what I mean? She's like, no, I can feel your bone. So she <laughs> likes bigger guys. You know what I mean? So maybe that's part of it too. Uh, but she doesn't like, she grew up in Millinore, Pennsylvania, like coal region. Like they all go hunting. Like she likes like a man's man. You mm. know what I mean? She doesn't want um, a, a pretty boy who knows exactly how to dress. You know what I mean? Like she kind of likes it. I don't really know what's cool or what yeah. to wear. Yeah, you know what I mean? I like she doesn't want like, uh, you know, I, we need to go shopping, babe. I need to buy the latest like J. Crew or whatever. Well, J. if Crew's like a man lame, takes longer know. to get ready than I do, I don't know if I'd be around for that. Or if a man knows way more about fashion, I don't know. I mean, I might be a little annoyed with that, perhaps. I could see that. My sister, though, my brother-in-law is very fashionable and really into it and my sister really likes them yeah so my sister's totally different like my sister and i would not have she would have wanted me to step up my clothing game and my wife's not like that at all mm -hmm. which is nice yeah really nice i like that it's nice for me all right speaking of nice how nice is it that we are about to talk to a hall of fame winning coach who somehow is not in the hall of fame it bothers me I'm going to address that with him. He makes awesome wine, and I use his bag for wine bottles when it's BYOB. I'm going to address that as well. It's Home and Home, a radio.com sports original. Dick Vermeil, you've probably heard of him. He's up next here on Home and Home. We are back here on Home and Home, the radio.com sports original, which is brought to you by ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. A reminder, follow us on Twitter at RDC Home and Home and at RDC Sports. Follow me at Ross Tucker NFL and her at Aaron Hawksworth. Make sure to download the Radio.com app to watch, listen to us live. Remember, we have less than five minutes of commercial breaks per hour. Nobody else does that. Why would you listen or watch anything else and have all kinds of commercials rather than great content with outstanding guests like Super Bowl champion head coach Dick Vermeil. Dick, it's Ross Tucker, Aaron Hawksworth. Always great to talk with you, Coach. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, my pleasure. How are you guys doing and ladies doing? <laughs> great. Yeah, we're doing awesome, Coach. Uh, I guess I want to start. Aaron and I were talking during the break about your wine. No joke, Coach. One year at the broadcast boot camp, they gave out the, the bottle, the Vermeil wine bottle uh, bags. Anytime yeah. my wife and I go to a BYOB place, we put a couple <laughs> bottles of wine in there. So I am repping the Dick Vermeil wines everywhere I go when we go out to dinner. That was an awesome gift. Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate that. And our, our wines, like some football teams, have gotten a lot better. You know, we haven't made the Super Bowl yet of the wine world, but we're getting close to the playoffs. Does there get to be a little competition? I know Drew Bledsoe has his own wine. Um, Will Blackman's getting into the wine business now. Do you guys, like, you know, have a little competition when it comes to that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damon Heward and uh, Dan Marino have their wines, too, which I purchased. Uh, yeah, in fact, it, we are featured in uh, Wine Spectator this week. But anyway... Uh, you know, uh, some of us like to find a way to lose money. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Dick, that is awesome. I love it. So speaking of the competition, Dick, I, I wanted to ask you something I wrote about this week as it relates to Andy Reid and the talk about his legacy, the talk about the Hall of Fame, and does he need to win a Super Bowl in order to be a, a Hall of Fame coach? And it's funny, Coach, I, I wrote about – one of my former coaches, Marty Schottenheimer, and I wrote about Dan Reeves. I wrote about you. In my opinion, being able to have success at multiple places like you did, Philly, St. Louis, Kansas City, or like Andy's done, or Schottenheimer, or Dan Reeves, as a guy that played for a bunch of teams, Coach, I find that more impressive than winning one Super Bowl in Pittsburgh like Bill Cowher did, or even back-to-back -back like Jimmy Johnson. I'm not saying that they're not deserving of being in the Hall of Fame. I just think it's really impressive 
to be able to do it at multiple stops with different groups of men. And I, I wanted to get your thoughts on how difficult it is to start from scratch multiple places and get them to the Super Bowl like you did. Well, you know, uh, Ross, it all depends on what kind of organization you enter, what state uh, it was in when you took over. But I agree with what you're saying, not because you use me in the same context in your your own opinion in regard to who belongs in and who doesn't. Uh, you know, those guys that were selected this time, they belong in the Hall of Fame. I think Marty Schottenheimer does. I think Dan Reeves, you know, there is no criteria. You know, uh, Marv Levy, God bless him, a great coach, four-time Super Bowl coach, lost all four. Bud Grant, four-time Super Bowl coach, lost all four. They're in the Super Bowl. Dan Reeves, four-time Super Bowl coach, lost all four with two different teams. Uh, so, you know, you don't know what the criteria is. The criteria is who gets the vote that day and how vocal your representatives are, if you have any, you know? So yeah, I don't sit around and worry about it. I really don't. Uh, if it happens great, if it doesn't, it doesn't change my life in, in any way. It doesn't change the opinion I have of all the players who were good enough to, to win for me and with me. Uh, you know, you just sort of move on because you don't control it. But uh, I agree with your, your, your evaluation process. I think it's interesting how um, it was a 19-year gap for you between your Super Bowls and a 15-year gap for Andy Reid. Andy Reid's like an old-school coach that many people love and respect, yet he's kind of adapted this new-school style, and I love that. I love what he's doing with the Chiefs and their offense. What is your assessment of how Andy Reid's really adapted? You know, I like to use an automobile as a comparison. You know, 15 years ago, let's say Andy was driving a Cadillac. Every year, that Cadillac technology gets a little better, a little faster, a little more horsepower, stops better, has automatic beamers, has automatic safety brakes, it has all those things. Each year, it gets a little better. And since Andy has stayed with the same scheme, he's done the same thing. Each year, he's found a little way to tweak it and make it a little better a little more explosive, a little more horsepower, a little more RPMs, a little better braking power, a little better acceleration power to put it into a product of today. You know, and I just think being a, have a great philosophy like he's always had and stay with it, correct where you uh, the things you did last year that really didn't work and that weren't as good as you thought they were going to be and move on. And uh, nobody has done it any better because not many people have stayed as long as Andy has to help it get better. So he's a Hall of Fame football coach without a doubt, okay, without a doubt. Both teams I coach, he's coached. He's done a better job than I have with both teams. And you call him a Hall of Fame coach, you call me a Hall of Fame coach, but Andy's done it better. We're talking with Dick Vermeil, who in my mind is absolutely a Hall of Fame coach here on – Home and Home, a Radio.com sports original. You know, Coach, you're one of the few people that can actually answer the question of what it will feel like for Andy Reid if the Chiefs do win. Is it relief? Is it pride? Is it joy? Because you went to a Super Bowl with the Eagles, and 20 years later is when you won one with the Rams, and that's a somewhat similar time frame to what Andy Reid has in this Super Bowl for the Chiefs. What were your feelings after you won that Super Bowl with the Rams, and how do you expect Andy to feel after Sunday night if they get it done? Knowing Andy as I do, I would say his first feeling will be humble. It, you know, it's hard to describe. You know, I, I'm one of the few guys that have won one and lost one, so I know there is a difference. You know, and I'm not, that's not even a joke. You know, it's there's, there's a sincere difference in the feeling, and the winning is much better. But uh, I would say that Andy will be humbled, grateful, respectful of his players. He'll give credit to everybody else. <laughs> he'll thank the Hunt family for bringing him there. He'll, he'll thank the fans, and he'll be very, very sincere. Yeah, I ju you just know, I mean, they're not, they're not a, everybody asks me, what's Andy Reid's number one quality? I say, well, he's authentic. <laughs> if you know him, you know it. There's no artificial bone in his body. 
<laughs> and he'll tease himself about the weight. I've shared some meals with Andy and some great conversations over the years, and now we just text back and forth. And, uh, you know, I, I'm willing to bet right now in the National Football League, starting with Bill Belichick, the best ever coach, that 95% of all the guys that have really coached this game for a long time are pulling for Andy Reid to get that stigma off his back that he can't win the big one. In our business, Ross, you know this, you've been around, no one ever gives a coach credit for taking a team as far as he got him when he gets beat somewhere in the playoff. And if he hadn't been coaching them, that team wouldn't have gotten there. They always say, well, he can't win the big one, rather than saying, God, no other coach could have gotten this team where he got it, you know? Totally agree, Coach. Um, and you're preaching the choir on that one. I guess my question for you, Coach, would be, what would it have been like for you if you didn't win that Super Bowl, if you hadn't won, uh, would you feel a void? Like you, don't, you know, what what will Andy feel like if they lose and he doesn't ultimately win it all, like you did in St. Louis? You know, again, and maybe I'm wrong, but I would say Andy has lost something far more important to him than a Super Bowl game, his own son. Okay, I, I think he knows what a loss is really defined by. And I think he would be disappointed. I think he'd be appreciative of what his team and his staff did to help him get there. And I think within an hour or two, he'll be looking forward to trying to get it again next year. Uh, But I I don't see him going into a state of depression. Uh, I don't see him uh, magnifying the loss any more than he would magnify uh, the win. You know, he's just, He's so stable, a lot more stable than the guy you're talking to, okay? And he has the great emotional stability, which I I really didn't have the emotional stamina and stability to last long years of that. That's why I took breaks in between, I think. I don't know. Every once in a while, I evaluate that within myself, try to figure it out. But, uh, you know, I'm sincere with saying that. I I think Andy, if he gets beat, he'll move on and come back next year and probably win it. That would be his attitude. That's a good point. Coach, I'm curious, the greatest show on turf, the high-powered offense you had with that team, do you see any similarities with this Chiefs team? Yeah, I do. You know, I question whether that this team has five Hall of Famers on it. You know, we already have three off that team you're talking about in the Hall of Fame. Isaac Bruce is probably going to go in tomorrow night. He's in the finals three times. Torrey Holt is in the finals for the second time. So we could end up with five tomorrow night. If, if not, it'll be four Hall of Famers tomorrow night if, in the fifth one a year from now. So, you know, it, it takes unbelievable talent to be as explosive as that team was at that time. Mike Marson, my offensive coaches, Jim Hannafin, uh, you know, all those guys, Al Saunders, Wilbert Montgomery, uh, John Masco, those guys, uh, uh, they did a beautiful job of coaching that football team. And uh, I, yeah, I don't know which team's the best. I think we had a little more talent than Andy has right now. Now, the quarterback is totally different. This quarterback can do everything that Kurt Warner could do, plus the running ability and those innate uh, scramble-around type throws that he makes. You almost – you know, if I were coaching him, I'd almost wish the protection would break down. He'd get outside the pocket and run around and find a guy for a big one, you know. It's amazing how well he does that. For you, um, I keep going back and forth on who, which team I think will win the Super Bowl. My one question for you is, with the Chiefs, they've had to play from behind. Do you think if they get down to the Niners in this Super Bowl that they can do that again and overcome that? You know, it's a good question. That's one worry I have. I don't think they can allow the 49ers to get ahead and play the kind of game they'd like to play. Run the frickin' ball. Nobody has run the football in the National Football League as well as those guys have. And it's the old-fashioned way, Ross. It's the old, those offensive linemen have their pads down. They're coming off the ball. There's weight on their forward hand. They come off together on combo blocks, knock the, the two technique, the three technique, the five technique off the line of scrimmage, then go on to the second level and shut off the linebacker better than anybody in football. That's why the everyday average running back can run so well behind that offensive line. Nobody really or very few teams 
teach those schemes, blocking schemes anymore, and those fundamentals. And I think if they allow the 49ers to get ahead and to play their kind of game, they may not get the ball back often enough to score enough points to win. Yeah, Coach, totally agree. Absolutely love watching the Niners up front. We're talking, of course, and wrapping up with Dick Vermeil, legendary Super Bowl champion head coach who uh, it's an absolute travesty in my mind is not in the Hall of Fame. I don't understand it, uh, but hopefully someday that'll happen. Coach, the last question is something that Aaron and I have been discussing earlier. I met her for the first time today right before the show. And I'm kind of like you, Coach. I'm emotional. I came from a family that were very passionate. We, you know, hug each other, laugh, all that stuff. And I have now found out that Aaron's the same. <laughs> My instinct, Coach, told me to hug her when I met her for the first time. Great. But I had an employer recently say, no hugging, just <laughs> shake her hand. So I, I shook her hand. Would it have been okay to hug her or – was the handshake the right move? I'd have, I would have hugged her and kissed her on the cheek, okay? Now, yes! that might be an offensive move. But anyway, that, I'm, I'm that way. You know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's the Italian side of my family or what, but my family was always like your family. They didn't, we didn't shake hands. We hugged, shook hands and hugged at the same time. You know, and the same thing with a, a lady. Uh, that was just, that's how we grew up. That's how I was raised. That's what I saw. So it's 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 hard to change that. I didn't even think uh, the way people think today in regard to that. Anyway, so I, I may be wrong, but uh, uh, I don't think it's abusive. I think it's uh, I think it's a, a gesture that is very much appreciated. I'm with you, Coach. I'm on team Vermeil. I'm with you. Thank you so much for coming on, as always, Coach. And we'll keep drinking those Vermeil wines. Yeah, hey, Google their website. Google Vermeil Wines. You'll find out we've got some new stuff going strong. Thank you. Love it. Vermeil Wines. We will absolutely do that. There he is, Dick Vermeil. He is the nicest man. Uh, you know, even, Aaron, the first time I got into broadcasting, you'll appreciate this. So it's 2007, mm -hmm. my last year as a player. And I didn't know it would be my last year. But the NFL had what they call a broadcasting boot camp. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I know players who have done okay, that. Okay, it was the first time they ever did it. Okay. I was in the first class, and I went, and Dick Vermeil showed us all everything that he did to prepare for a game, color-coded. I mean, you wow. wouldn't believe how, how prepared he is. It's crazy. Unbelievable. That's awesome. I love that. And he said he wanted to hug me. Yeah, so hug, I, I'm with him on the hug. Uh, I think the kiss on the cheek's a little, I, I, I like, kiss on the cheek. Maybe, yeah. I wouldn't go that From far. From him, I'd be fine. But yes. Most other people, I'd be like, you kind of crossed the line with that one. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think that that would be real good. By the way, let's get to the poll results so far. Um, this is amazing. So the poll results, is it okay to hug someone you meet for the first time in the workplace there are 766 votes so far uh the the responses are either yeah why not or hands off <laughs> what do you think the percentages are right now gosh i'm gonna go 95 percent yeah why not 95 percent yeah why not the way you're responding, I'm guessing I'm way off. No, you're way off. <laughs> the responses right now well, are... Well, that's what I would do. <laughs> right, all right. It, right now, it's 86% hands off. Wow. 14% yeah, why not? Do you think... I'm curious. Do you think it would have been any different if you said, <laughs> is it okay to hug... I guess it doesn't matter, but is it okay to hug a female you meet for the first time in the workplace? Yeah, I don't. You think I don't, I don't know if that would change. Maybe it you or have not. some HR folks. It's interesting. Who are one of our one voting. of our producers, Jason, who's the oldest millennial in the country at forty-seven years of age. We call him a millennial. He's forty-seven. How does he? How is he a millennial? Uh, you know what? He's just kind of a hip guy. Like he's a cool guy, and all the other people that work on the show are millennials. 
So Dave, I don't even know if Dave knew what he looked like or knew how old he was, but it's weird. You can be a bald dude with a beard and people think you're a millennial because that's like almost like a millennial uniform. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you can be like 32 or 36 or whatever and be bald but have a beard. Like that's like there are millennials that that's their that's what they're going that's with. That's their signature look. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he said that the old rule, and he would know, he's old. The old rule is you shake hands with a man, you hug a woman. But that's definitely the old rule because right now – That could get you in trouble. I have a New, New Jersey lawyer at Young Associates oh, no. on Twitter. Hit me up at Ross Tucker NFL. As an employment lawyer, I advise against physical contact in the workplace, whether you meet for the first time or you've known the person for years. Let me just tell you. I, I could go crazy right now, okay? That tweet, and he's probably right as a lawyer, that's why we're losing, okay? That's what's wrong with America right there. <laughs> someone you've known for years, we can have a debate about whether or not someone you meet for the first time. But someone you've <laughs> known for years, I got news for you right now. The next time I see you, Aaron, I'm going in for the hug. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. first time was that. But imagine if we've been doing the show for 10 years, and then we both go do our own thing. We meet at a game. Yeah. We hey, see Aaron. Nice to see you. Nice Come to on. see you again, long-lost friend. Yeah. I mean, what are we talking about? What is going on with the world? I, it seems it cold. But it's it's. But it's, there, there are some people out there who would get offended or uncomfortable that kind of – maybe ruin it for the rest of us am i fair in saying that no you're right you're, you're right i just I, I, stuff like this really bothers me really bothers me because it's not healthy you know like well i don't know about that some some people don't like hugs and i respect that um you know what i'm saying for whatever reason maybe something happened in their okay. upbringing you never know so i do i do respect people's boundaries but i think overall especially if it's someone that you know in the workplace i don't really see the issue with that well but i guess where do you draw the line right yeah. and i would say that if you go in for a hug and you can tell the person is not comfortable with it or isn't into it because usually they kind of start they their body language lets you know yes, <laughs> yes. you know what's funny you can feel the you know energy shift at the super bowl i saw someone and it was my third time seeing them and they are, I guess, one of my bosses for one of the places I work. I'll, I'll leave it that broad. Um, and I was meeting with her about something, and I hugged her. And I don't know. I, I, I mean, like, let's put it this way. I'm not 100% certain that she loved it. <laughs> I'm not, you know loved what I mean? Like, it, it might not be, like, I'm not, I, like, she might have liked it. And she might have had no problem with it, but like, your not, gut instinct was like, not maybe I shouldn't. Have I'm done not that. putting my whole salary on. Like, if we did a poll question for her, did you love it, like it, okay with it, hate it? I'm not putting all my money on loved it. Okay, so next time you see her, what's the move? See, that's weird because now if I go back to handshake, <laughs> she'll be like, I didn't hug him right. Like, she'll think it's her. You can't go back. You know what I mean? Like once you once you have a hug relationship, you can't you can't pull that back to handshake because then she'll be like, oh, he's pissed at me. He didn't like. He I didn't. actually have done that before, where I've gone in to hug someone, and and then I thought, I don't know, maybe this was not professional of me. So I went with the handshake, like at the end of the conversation, and then that is super weird. I have been in that position. Yeah, it's uh And then the person sometimes is like, oh, just give me a hug, you know. Like, you know we already kind of crossed that bridge. But don't you feel like like it shouldn't be this complicated? Like it it should be do what comes natural, right? Like I, but I guess people, you know, in fairness, okay? In fairness, my wife, they did not grow up hugging a lot. So when we first started dating, she would almost get uncomfortable when I would put my arm around her. Mm -hmm. um, she, she was a little bit like, like that was in her mind like PDA, mm -hmm. like public display of affection for those of you that don't know that. Even anyway. though you weren't in public. 
No, we were in public. Oh, okay. Like so we, that is PDA, so she, so she, isn't it? Yeah. So she would come <laughs> down to, um, yeah, but like, it's not like. <laughs> you think PDA, you're, you mean like full on making out. Yeah, of yeah. Like I don't look at, I don't look at putting an arm around your significant other See, as I kind of do. Really? Yeah. I mean, I guess technically it's public display of affection. When I think PDA, I think like when you were in high school and you're at the dance and you're like just making out in the corner, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like you know. How that. are your high school dances? Uh, pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> I want to go back. I want to go back. Um, <laughs> high school or college, which did you like better? College. So that's another poll question for another day because we've already done like 10 poll questions today. Um, I, my theory is that over 80% of women had a better college experience than high school. Mm. And over 80% of men had a better high school experience than college. Why? Why is one? I think, uh, I think uh, not to stereotype, but I think in general, women are uh -oh. insecure um, Ah, in high school. Oh, probably because our hormones and all that stuff. I and just maybe think by like, the time we get to, you could be on to like something. Like in high school, I, I in high school, at least my high school, right? Mm -hmm. One girl would stab her friend in the back in a heartbeat to date the guy she wanted to date. You know what I mean? Like no mm -hmm. questions asked. Like, like the dating the guy was the priority. I don't care about you. And they were just like, we're allowed to say, yeah, we're allowed to say, we're allowed to swear. Let's say bitches. Like they were bitches to each other. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they were just were not kind to each other. Yeah. Whereas in high school, the guys like we were bros before something is what we would say. Bros before hoes. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm not There's going another that far. one. Chicks before. Oh gosh. So anyway, wow, Aaron. See, I didn't know you had it in you. <laughs> I didn't know you had it in you. I like it. This might I be like the last it. time I get asked to come. No, on. no, no. That's good. We encourage it. So okay, so. But now, but like, that's how guys were. Like, we just wouldn't do that to each other, yeah. right? But then you get to college, and maybe it was just because, you know, football was such a commitment or whatever. But in college, like, my sister's definitely closer with her college friends than high school friends. Yeah. My wife is definitely closer with her college friends than high school friends. I just feel like um, women are more secure in college. They've moved on from the mean girls – uh, bitchy stage when they're 15, 16, 17, and by the time they're 19, 20, 21, they are young women who are more confident in who they are as opposed to like survival of the fittest socially in high school. I absolutely agree, and maybe that is why I enjoyed college more, but I think it might have something to do with like the women and their hormones, and you know how you hear about teenage girls growing up. It's like they're kind of all over the place. It's yeah, a little I don't bit of a chaotic, it's a chaotic time for a young woman, and I think you know some of that settles in once you get to college, and I, I think, it, you know, men or boys in high school are they're focused on sports or education or whatever hobbies they're into where women are just like oh, we're all over the place <laughs> so agree we get to college we're a little bit more you know settled in speaking of chaotic wait till you see what happens next Ooh. we've got the butcher boy joe shasky from 95 7 the game in san francisco and cody tap from 610 sports radio in kansas city it's gonna be fun. they are going to go at each other we will have a heated debate between two of our glorious Radio.com affiliates, KC versus San Francisco, next, right here on Radio.com, original home and home. But first, Cafe El Toro COO Dylan Miskowitz experienced how challenging hiring can be after unsuccessfully searching for a director of coffee for his organic coffee company. Then he switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference. You can, too, by signing up for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you, and its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates faster. In fact, after posting his job to ZipRecruiter, Dylan said he was amazed by how quickly great candidates were applying and found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder 
four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. exclusively on the Radio.com app or at Radio.com slash home. Home and Home. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.